0: Life is a series of circles and cycles, phrases and stages. These are your experiences that teach you the lessons of life. You can either ignore them or embrace them. Welcome to It's Your Life with James Cooley and Ray Leonard Jr., two motivational speakers that are here to equip you to strive for greatness and overcome adversity. Join James and Ray and get equipped today for the challenges of tomorrow. Now, here's your hosts, James Cooley and Ray Leonard Jr.
1: Hello, welcome to It's Your life I'm James Cooley and this is Ray Leonard Jr. Ray man I am extremely excited about the show today man I tell you we we got some legends some some serious legends on the show
2: today. oh man it's a beautiful day beautiful Tuesday out here recording this show <laughs> but yeah we have some fantastic legends of sports and you know it's, it's always funny because you know you look back on things and you know these guys that you followed as you grew up and watched become they're you know, so special in everything that they do. And you wonder, how could they do that? Like, how, like what does it take to do that, and to get to that level and stay there? Not just be at that level, but stay at that level and have the type of longevity in the business. It takes a whole lot. Now, you know what, Ray? I think the key
1: to becoming anything or greatness is your attitude. Everything is about the attitude. And uh, reading about these two young gentlemen that we're going to talk about today. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I know they they, they probably like you calling them young gentlemen. (laughs) (laughs) So it's all it's all about the attitude. And uh, I, I tell you what, before we get off into this, man, what have you been doing this week?
2: You know, I've I've been uh been really busy this week again. You know, just still dealing with everything with the kids, trying to get all the business stuff together. Uh, you know, we're starting it's the first day in, in September, and uh, just trying to or keep everything organized, man. So, uh, you know, every, it seems like every week it's always something. It always it's, it's always something. So. That's about it, man. I just been doing that and just preparing for uh, college tours with my with my oldest son for Jalen, um, and that's uh, you know doing the training doing this COVID time to be preparing to go to see college is is is, uh, is nerve wracking.
1: Man, I know how that is, man. I tell you, my my week this week has not been that uh, difficult. One thing that I did have to overcome was. What was I going to get my wife for a birthday a couple of days ago? No, oh, I mean, I, I, what can you get a woman that, that got everything I'm <laughs> talking about like like me? Right, right, right. <laughs> I, I, I should be everything for her. No, but uh, man, uh, almost uh, you know, it's, it's just putting a lot of thought in into that, trying to figure out what's what she likes because she keeps changing her mind about her eating style, right? And right. this and that. But Ray, guess what? Man, I decided to go seafood. Okay. I, I went out you and can never I did go this. go wrong with the seafood, but I cooked it with my own hands. Oh shoot! Uh, Alfredo, lobster, shrimp, crab. I, I think I oh, did it oh, up. Oh,
2: you went overboard, right um, there. Well, yeah. <laughs> I know Michelle would love that. You know, to make, make sure you got the seafood. You, it could because I mean, as long as y'all been together, you can't come. You no, know, you can't come weak with. Them. No, you, you can't come
1: weak, man. You know. So uh, that's that's that was my biggest uh, challenge this week is to make sure that uh I'm keeping a, a smile on her face and that she's happy and she enjoyed her birthday. You know, but let's talk about uh, our guests. Yeah. You know, uh, we got two great, just like we said, sports legends. And one of them, you know dearly. <laughs> you think so? <laughs> we, we got the, the legendary Sugar Ray Leonard on the show today who's going to, uh, you know, also talk about himself, but he's going to tell us a little bit about Ray. You know, how, when he was coming no, up, no, was we, he a bad we, kid we and all we that? We didn't <laughs> that. That's,
2: that's off limits. We didn't talk about that. We we just had straight all the questions were said here about sports, uh, about his life and his career growing up. You know, we're we going to have to stick to that. We start talking about me and we got a problem.
1: So, no, we're going we're gonna to hear from the great uh, Sugar Ray Leonard. And we also have uh, a, the sports agent legend. I mean, I tell you, um, every big name, especially when it comes from a quarterback, uh, this guy is somewhere in the middle of that. You know, so that's uh, Lee Steinberg. So we're going to talk to Lee uh, and uh, Sugar Ray. But I tell you what, Ray, let's talk to Sugar Ray first. All you know? right. You know, so I, I want to say, I tell the audience a little bit about uh, this great man, the legendary sports icon, Olympic champion. Hall of Famer, philanthropy, best-selling author, television personality, ringside analyst, I mean, everything, Just, uh, anything you can think of. But you know what? A great, great man. You know, um, the what I believe is the most famous boxer in the world today, you know, and probably all time. So without any further league, let's bring on Sugar Ray Leonard. How are you doing, sir?
3: I'm doing fine, JC. How you doing? And Ray, how you doing, sir? Hey,
2: what's going on, Bobs? How you feeling?
3: Yeah, I'm, uh, well, to be honest with you, with this coronavirus, it's been a, it's been a challenge. It's been a real challenge for everyone, you know. It's yeah,
2: yeah. But I heard you. You finally got back on the golf course a little bit.
3: Well, I got back <laughs> on the golf course, uh, and uh, I did what I could. Um, I played tennis this morning with a number of friends, and uh, that's what keeps me
2: sane. Right. So you you always keeping busy. You know, my friends called me after they saw you on uh, ESPN throwing those punches, you know, hitting the bag off fast and all the, the workout stuff that you do. They said, how does he stay in shape? Like, how does he keep looking like he still can go back in there and fight when he's uh, 60-something years old? <laughs> I ain't going to put you on blast, but... <laughs> Oh, okay, 64. Okay, I'm 64. Uh, uh, all right, yeah, there you go. Take it. <laughs> got on that.
1: Yeah. You know, so uh, Sugar Ray, how did you get started in your boxing career?
3: Um, You know, I, God, that's been, I, I've been a fighter, by the way, for nearly 50 years. And uh, my brother Roger, my big brother Roger, he got me involved with boxing. He told me to come down to... Uh, Number two boys club, Washington D.C. I went into that gym, boxing gym, and I put the gloves on. The kid hit me in the nose, boom! I said, "That's it." I took them off because I didn't like getting hit. But I came back when I was like what 14, maybe 15, and I put those same those other gloves on, and it was like I found boxing, boxing found me, or we found each other. It was, it was inevitable.
2: My boxing career. Wow. That's funny because you talk talk about your boxing career when you first went in there and that, you you know, you got punched in the nose and you didn't like (laughs) it. I mean, I I imagine that most people don't like getting punched in the nose. But uh, what made you go back? What was the inspiration for you to go back?
3: I I don't know, Ray. I don't really know. These things, like I said, it it was intuitive. It was like it was made to be. I mean, I'm so opposite of what I used to do fighting. I'm kind of non-con, you know, computational. I'm laid back. I'm sh- almost shy, um, but I had desire, I had attitude, and a, I remember a, a reporter asked me. He said, "What do you want to be? Well, I said, "I want to be special." I don't know what that meant at the time, but I know what it means now.
1: Wow! You know, I tell you, Sugar Ray, tell us about uh, your amateur. Uh, experience and your olympic experience uh how did that prepare you to become a pro well
3: the experience that's basically it the experience i i won the golden gloves at aau um the pan-american games uh the incredible olympics which you fight the best in the world so i gained a great deal of not just knowledge but respect for the sport because it's, it's it's not just mano mano. It's not just one guy in there against the other guy piling. Or oh. it's it's really about taking. It's like a chess
2: match. Wow. You talk about being a, a chess match. You know, you had some some great people in your life. Um, what was the best advice that you got? You know, in, in your as a young boxer. The
3: best advice. Uh, good question, man. Uh, I would say duck. <laughs> <laughs>
2: just duck. <laughs> Just duck. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, that, that's that's some clear advice. I mean, that's that's can't steer you wrong if you just say duck. No duck. It gives you longevity. <laughs> Great. So your your boxing career started off with such fanfare. You know, the Pan Am Games. Uh, you win the gold medal, of the Olympics, and then you no, know, you, you come back and you have this thought process, or opportunity to say maybe. That you could be you know, a champion, world champion, go pro, do something you know, that uh, not many other people have done. Um, but you were a little nervous to do that. Um, so can you tell us about that experience and how you actually got started as becoming a pro?
3: I mean, you know, I, m- to be honest with you, I wasn't going to turn pro. I mean, that was not on my my list. Um, I wanted to win the gold medal, go back home to um, University of Maryland, uh, gain further education, get, get a good job, and live a good life. The only reason I turned pro or became a professional fighter was because my dad, Pops, Pops got ill. Pops uh, went into a coma. Um, we had no money, everyone was crying, and that's when I asked uh, Jens Morton, who is my mentor and my trainer, I said, how can I make fast money? He said, turn pro. I did that. Without giving a second thought, I turned pro just for that reason.
2: To help my dad out to pay his hospital bills. Wow, and and you know the the way you turn pro is, is unique. I mean, I. I I know the whole story, but, uh, I th- think the audience should know it because that provided for opportunity for longevity in, in the sport that most people didn't have. You basically how you started kind of resurrected, changed how everybody else in the sport does it today. So, uh, you no, know, when we come back from the break, we want to talk about that a little bit and, uh, and, and go over, you know, how do you maintain, uh, your, your legacy and stay as a legend? So yes, yeah, so we're gonna take a break. We're gonna come
1: back and we're gonna continue our conversation with Sugar Ray Leonard and bring on our next guest. It's your life. I'm James Cooley. This is Ray Leonard Jr
0: and Ray have more motivation and inspiration for life's challenges still to come with It's Your Life.
4: Concerned over your income needs in retirement, left an old 401k at your old employer and considering your options? Goldsmith Financial can help. For nearly 14 years, Joshua Goldsmith has been helping investors towards attaining financial independence. Call Joshua Goldsmith today for a free review, 760-586-5275. That's 760-586-5275. Or visit goldsmithfinancial.net net joshua goldsmith is a registered representative with securities and advisory services offered through lpl financial a registered investment advisor member of finra sipc
5: Available on Amazon and everywhere books are sold.
0: It's your life is back. For more lessons on life, visit cooleyfoundation.org. Now, here's your hosts, James Cooley and Ray Leonard Jr. Welcome back to It's Your Life. I'm James Cooley. And this is Ray Leonard Jr. So, you no, know, JC, before we
2: left, I know I had to fix the uh the uh Technical stuff for our Facebook audience. So hopefully our Facebook audience can, can see and hear us now what's going on. And um, But we were talking to my father, Sugar Ray Leonard, right before we left. And I was asking him a question about how he got started in his professional career. Because normally you would see a lot of the boxers would come out and they have the promoters like a Bob Arum or Don King. And they say, here, we're going to take over and give you this money and get you get you moving and going. And you know, we basically own you. But, Pops, you had a whole different uh, kind of story, I mean, a whole different process. Can you can you tell the audience, you know, what your process was and when you got started uh, you know, with Mike Trainer and, and, and uh, the rest of the investors? Well,
3: you have great, great boxing promoters, you know, and you name a couple of guys. Um, I, I don't know. For some reason, I just didn't want to be taken advantage of. I mean, because when you talk about boxing, like most things, you talk about business, money. And uh, I wanted to make sure I gave, I gave myself the best opportunity to, let's say, keep my own mind. And uh, I got together with my, my business partner, my dear friend, my lawyer, Mike uh James Morton, and uh, started my own, my own company, my own promoter company. But I also had the platform. I had the proper platform, which is the Olympic gold medal, so I was able to uh, construct something that was very valuable, and there was 30 incredible people who each loaned me $1,000. I paid them back my, my first professional fight uh, in Baltimore, in Louisville, Vega. And uh, life has been wonderful ever since then.
2: Wow. So, so you became a free agent after your first fight. You paid all your investors back, and you... Basically, could create your career the way you wanted to create your career, and not be beholden to any other promoters or anybody else. Are you my agent? Hey, you know, hey, hey, this this opportunity, you know, that was my goal <laughs> back my in agent. the day. You know, hey, I do my I do my thing. Yeah, <laughs> but I, I've had
3: an incredible journey. I've had an incredible wow, I mean, experience. Uh, I'm a blessed man.
2: Oh, love it, love it. Now. Uh, your path was was not the uh, you know the, the easiest path, uh, but you had you know so much notoriety and coming from you know from where you came from 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 Palmer Park Maryland and then having that you no know, meteoric rise to success. Um, what was it that about you that helped you maintain and have a longevity in the career?
3: Um, I, I want to be special. Again, when a reporter asked me what do you want to become, and I for some reason I say I want to be special. Because when, when you think of boxing, uh, Muhammad Ali comes to, to mind. And uh, I wanted to be like Muhammad Ali. And I had the chance to meet him and become friends with him. And he's given me so much advice. He, he even told me the trainer to get, the boxing trainer, he said if you decide to turn pro, uh, make sure you get Angelo Dundee. The right complexion and the right connection. So, I, again, I have so many incredible people surrounding me that I had one of the best corners. Wow! Hey,
1: Sugar Ray Leonard. Change the subject just a little bit. You became a teenage father. How did that shape your life?
3: Well, that was it. I was a teenage father, and um, I mean, have, having a you know having a baby at that age doesn't make me a man. I found out. <laughs> uh, I was I was excited to have you know a baby a son. But, um, you know, you got to be responsible. That's what I've learned. I mean, I, I, they say you can't teach your old dog new tricks. You can't, actually, you can. And uh, I had the best, incredible, wonderful lady and, and wife at the time, Juanita. She, in fact, we're still friends. And she's even friends with my wife. Uh, that?
2: <laughs> How you pull that one off?
3: <laughs> I didn't. I, I was scared at first. Uh, but, you know, it's just respect, man. It's simply respect admiration and
2: love. Awesome. Awesome. And and you know, you've been able to travel around the world and accomplish so many things and I know our audience, you know, uh listens to and hears it from the you know, perspective uh, as you as an athlete, but what was your bigger picture, you know, from not just being an athlete but wanting to be uh you know, a businessman, a philanthropist, uh you know, to be somebody that, you know, was well known, you know, for not just for your things inside the ring, but also what you do outside the ring.
3: Uh, well put, Gray. Um, yeah, I wanted to reciprocate because, again, I, I was one of the few guys who call, kind of called kind of call his own shots. So I want to reciprocate. I want to give that back. I want, to, I want to say how much I love you and thank you for your support and what have you to the fans and all that. So uh, it was not difficult to reach out and help a cause, especially any cause that deals with kids, that was my heart.
2: Well, I love it. And, and, and you've been an inspiration to me, not just as, as a father, um, but also as, as a businessman, a person that wants to, to give back and, and do something special. And that's the reason, one of the reasons why we started the show, It's Your Life. We want to do something that's positive. We want to give the audience information that, you know, maybe we may, we may not have had when we were younger. And, um, you know, talking about that, I, I we want to bring in our next guest because our next guest was one of the, my great, Mentors or people that I looked up to uh, when I went to college at Ohio University for sports management. And in 1996, when I graduated, they had this movie come out called uh, Jerry Maguire. And I was like, man, that's what I'm going to be. I'm going to be a sports agent. <laughs> <Sure>.
1: <laughs> oh, man, you know, i tell you, Ray, man, um, I'm excited. Um, We're we going to get back with Sugarway sh- shortly. But we, we are going to bring on Lee Steinberg. And let me tell you a little bit about him. Oh, just looking at this, uh, his bio, I mean, I, I don't know where to start. I mean, uh, Lee Steinberg has dedicated his 45-year career of representing athletes to harnessing the power of sports for the betterment of society. This guy has represent, represented at least eight number one, uh, number one picks in the drafts in football, uh, mainly quarterbacks. Uh, he does it all. Uh, he has his own uh, sports agency. Uh, he writes Collins. I mean, I, I don't know how he stays, I mean, getting in time to sleep. <laughs> you know. So, But uh, I'm excited to have him on the show. Let's bring on Lee Steinberg. How you doing, sir?
6: I am doing just great. And I can't tell you what an honor it is to share this podium with Sugar Ray. He's one of my great heroes. Not only was he as talented a fighter as ever fought, Uh, an exemplary role model, charitable foundation, uh, never a hint of anything except uh, representing himself well, and uh, truly whatever bless that Ray thinks he's gotten from sports, sports is very blessed to have had him um, as a centerpiece.
2: Wow! Thank, thank you so much, and we're so glad for you to, to join us. Um, like I said at the beginning, you were one of my idols as as far as the, the sports business was concerned. And um, you know, people see the sports business and they and they look at it and project it as a certain way, and they think it's all just glitz and glamour. It's not actually a business. But uh, you know, can you tell the audience like how did you how did you get started and uh, what made you want to become a sports agent? Um,
6: there was really no sports agentry to uh, aspire to when I uh, started. Um, I grew up in Los Angeles, went to UCLA for a year, then went up to Cal Berkeley in the wild days of the sixties. I was student body president. uh, The governor was Ronald Reagan. And every time we demonstrated against the war, he cracked down and I learned everything I needed to learn about negotiating from interacting with governor then president reagan mm. i was a dorm counselor in an undergraduate dorm and they moved the freshman football team into the dorm and one of the students was steve Arkowski, who was the quarterback on the team we also had in that same dorm a little bearded guy named steve um, who went, uh, Steve Wozniak, who went down to uh, Santa Clara and wow. put Apple computers Um And uh, Brian Maxwell, who started Power Bar. So it was an interesting environment. Wow. So Bartkowski gets, so I graduated from law school in 73, and I'm traveling the world. Bartkowski was the very first pick in the first round overall of the uh, NFL draft, and he asked me to represent him. So there I was, brimming with legal experience, never having practiced law before, and I had the first pick in the draft. And we got lucky. We got the largest rookie contract in NFL history. So my father had raised me with two core values. One was to treasure relationships, especially family, and second, to try to make a positive difference in the world and give back to those who couldn't help themselves. So when we get to the airport. It's the night before the signing, and there are fleet lights flashing in the sky like for a movie premiere. A huge crowd is pressed up against the police line, and the first thing we hear is, we interrupt the late news to bring you a special news bulletin. Steve Bartkowski and his attorney have just arrived at the Atlanta Air <laughs> <laughs> So, you know, uh, having grown up in Los Angeles and, and, and going to school in Berkeley, I was not prepared. So I saw the idol worship and veneration that athletes are held in, and I thought, you know what? If an athlete would use that power and profile to go back and retrace his roots back to the high school community that helped shape him, scholarship fund, church, boys and girls club, back to the college campus have, that where Troy Aikman endowed a full scholarship at UCLA or and James at the University of Miami, and then go to the pro city And set up a charitable foundation that had the leading business figures, political figures, community leaders to execute some form of a program and leave a legacy. So that's work done just moved the 185th single mother and her family into the first home we'll ever own um, by making the down payment and outfitting it. And so,
1: Wow. I you learned- know, hey a- Lee, we're going to take a station break, but we're going to come back uh, and continue our conversation with Lee Steinberg and Sugar Ray Leonard. It's Your Life. I'm James
2: Cooley. And this is Ray Leonard, Jr.
0: James and Ray have more motivation and inspiration for life's challenges still to come with It's Your Life.
7: Build a better business today with Launch Team Consulting. Launch Team Consulting provides human resources, change management, and ethics training for businesses and organizations looking to create a culture of excellence. Launch Team Consulting is here to increase revenues, productivity, and teach you how to launch your business to new heights. With over 90 years of combined experience, the staff at Launch Team Consulting can help improve business performance and strategy. Visit LaunchTeamConsulting.com to learn how we strive to help business owners develop a solid foundation and solid building blocks of leadership so that they can flourish. Launch Team Consulting also offers executive coaching, too, to help business leaders achieve professional goals. Contact Launch Team Consulting at 619-940-6362. That's 619-940-6362. Or visit launchteamconsulting.com. That's launchteamconsulting.com. Putting you on the path to success with Launch Team Consulting.
0: The J- It's Your Life is back. For more lessons on life, visit CooleyFoundation.org. Now, here's your hosts, James Cooley and Ray Leonard Jr.
1: Welcome back to It's Your Life. I'm James Cooley. And this is Ray Leonard Jr. Wow, man, I tell you. Hey, Lee, I, 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 I've I been getting some text message messages about this one. Is, and it, you probably know what I'm talking about. It says, you are the inspiration behind the movie Jerry Maguire. How close did this been resembling the real life of a sports agent?
6: Um, Cameron Crowe, the writer-director, called me up in 1993 and asked if he could follow me around and shadow me for a film that would be based on a sports agent. So for the next year and a half, he went everywhere I went. He went to the draft in 93 where I had Drew Bledsoe pick first. He went to league meetings where I was showing off uh, free Went to Pro Scouting Day at USC. He went to uh, the Super Bowl with me and our Super Bowl party. He sat in my office, and I told him stories, lots and lots of stories. (laughs) And so I was also a technical advisor, so I had to vet the script to make sure the willing suspension of disbelief that holds you in a motion picture, didn't get broken. You knew the dialogue was reasonably authentic. You knew the look was reasonably authentic. And then he assigned me some of the actors like Cuba Gooding Jr., and I took Cuba down to the Super Bowl in uh, Phoenix and made him pretend he was a wide receiver client all week. He had to to hang with Desmond Howard and Amani Toomer. And then um, I actually had to show the quarterback in the film, played by Jerry O'Connell, how to throw a spiral because he'd gone to NYU and they didn't have a football program. <laughs> wow. but, um, fundamentally, um, I haven't been able to walk anywhere in public for the last twenty years, where someone doesn't run up and say those four iconic words <laughs> that start with "show, show, me, show me, me, me the, the money." money. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, there's a lot of life up there on the screen but it's not strictly biographical because I started with the first pick in the draft that doesn't make a very good arc of uh
2: of achievement <laughs> <laughs> when you talk about baptism by fire i mean your your first client is 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 the number one pick in the draft and you've had so many number one picks at, at the quarterback position and uh, was it because of, of, of Barkowski that that you, you know, stuck with the quarterbacks, or, or was that something that just happened uh, because you got the number one, number one um, pick overall?
6: I quickly realized that the quarterback had about five times the name recognition of virtually any other player on the team. And even the most casual fan who came to the stadium knew who the quarterback was. There's no position quite so impactful. It's like uh, your dad... Um, fighting. He fights alone. There's nobody else except his opponent in there. And so every single person that follows boxing will know who uh, Sugar Ray Leonard is. And uh, it's a great tool for branding. So endorsements, the role modeling we talked about, and all uh, the rest. So um, over the years, I've actually had 64 first-round draft picks. Eight of them happened to have been the very first pick in the, in the first round. And that's football, but we did baseball, basketball, um, boxing. Uh, I ended up working with uh, Oscar De La Loya and, and my goal with him was the same as with your father, to get him to be the promoter mm. and to get him to be the uh, – because I think from the standpoint, first of all, you don't need to pay somebody 40% to set up chairs. But second of all, <laughs> now, um, uh, second of all, you want to be a role model if you're Oscar De La Hoya for young Latino fighters, or Ray and Lennox Lewis for young Black fighters. Role model that you can be the boss. Role model that you can be empowered. Role model that um, you've got those skills to take power over your own life.
2: You see, you see that pops. Like you had, uh, you you made a mark. <laughs> about how to do this thing. It wasn't just. It wasn't just you. Uh, Oscar De La Hoya followed that path. Uh, I think even Floyd Mayweather followed that path too. As much as he doesn't want to give you credit for it, but, <laughs> but I think he followed that path as well. So uh, now, when you're talking about that, it's hard to be you know a young athlete and think about the business standpoint, especially from a promotional standpoint. Um, how do you uh, advise your clients uh, about you know looking at the full business of themselves rather than just you know themselves? As as an athlete?
6: So the first key is listening and having good listening skills. I need to draw out of a young athlete their value system, how they feel about short-term economics, long-term security, family, spiritual values, being a starter, being on a winning team, geographical location because each person is unique and so you have to focus on who they are. And then once you do that, looking at it holistically, it's like What's a long-term plan? Obviously, you're going to start with a player in team sports being drafted, but, but what can we do for second career, for example? Um, so I'm proud that three of my players are actually become minority owners of NFL teams um, and that Patrick Mahomes just bought into the Kansas City Royals. So the goal is this generation have them be the owners not the Joe Lewis greeter in front of uh, a Las Vegas casino, uh, but a fulfilled life. And so it starts with role modeling. We then put them with financial planners who give them a budget and a long-term financial plan, teaching them about the tax system. So this generation of athletes has seen the horror stories of the past, and they are totally committed to being financially uh, well settled. And the truth is, most of our athletes in team sports, if they simply put the money under the uh, pillow, (laughs) (laughs) would be be ahead of where some other athletes are. So it's a long-term plan that has to do with understanding their deepest anxieties and fears and their greatest hopes and dreams and being able to put myself in the other person's heart and mind
2: and see the world the way they see it. Awesome. And, and Pops, I, I I wanted to you know touch on that question a little bit with you as well um, because, I mean, you didn't have anything when, you know, you were presented with the, the, the space to, to say, you know, I'm going to be my own business, and, and there was a, a ton of risk. What made you say I could go this route and, and not, uh, you know, be nervous about, you know, just, just making money, taking that quick money from a promoter?
3: I was, I was a kid from, from the hood, who had nothing, um, holding. being incorporated was something I didn't even think about, but my trainer, my training partner, he explained to me, he kind of walked me through this, he said, Ray, if you believe you can become champion and even better, do it this way, you should keep it, you should own it, and I said, I can be the champ and I can keep it, and that's exactly what happened.
2: Um, uh, I mean, again, it was a blessing, this class. Wow. And, and I, I appreciate you doing that for this legacy. So, you know, I, I can continue this thing <laughs> going on. But I go back, I want to go back to Lee really quickly about, you know, the the contract. You talked about uh, Patrick Mahomes and, and that, you know, one of the largest contracts in NFL history. Um, how do you top that? What's next? <laughs>
6: <laughs> it's actually the largest contract in sports history. And, <laughs> It's been a while since we did that. My younger partner, Chris Cabot, isn't really involved. We, uh, so I picked a profession that let me do everything that I thought was fun in life. So if I wanted to write a couple best-selling books, um, be involved with motion pictures, but the real challenge is how do we use sports to spark a fire under the fight for racial justice and uh, use the high profile of athletes to stop these, you know, rough police shootings and and help in the inner city. And then together, how, how are we going to roll back climate change, right, so that the next generation doesn't live in a world that's very different than ours? So um, it's how we can use sports to change the world. So we've targeted everything from racism to sex trafficking, to domestic violence, to bullying, um, and you can address all these societal issues. So um, your dad and I are at the point in life where um, what really will have mattered at the end of the day is what kind of father were we, what kind of son were we, what kind of husband were we, um, and did we leave something of value to people who, who needed it?
1: Wow. You know, Lee, let's go back to a question that I'm going to ask. It's it's been widely reported that you had a fear for your client's health as you watched them play games. Can you explain what it's like for you to watch your clients play? So
6: it's a lot of fun until they get hurt. Mm -hmm. And then it's a little bit agonizing. And a little less than the other team sports, but football is a contact game, and the only sure thing is people get injured. And, um, I sit there with a physician's desk reference uh, book um, at, on Sunday nights so I can understand what part of their body got hurt and how. The problem with concussion is I had a crisis of conscience um, back in the 90s because I had quarterbacks like Steve Young, Warren Moon, Troy Aikman, Mark Darnell, Jake Plummer, and they kept getting hit in the head and doctors couldn't really tell us uh, what the uh, long-term impact was. So we started holding concussion conferences, which I built 14, to get the leading neurologists from across the country. One of the problems is this, every time an offensive lineman hits a defensive lineman at the line of scrimmage, it produces a low-level subconcussive event, a little bit of brain change. So a lineman can walk out of the sport with 10,000 uh, of those hits, none of which have been diagnosed, none of which he's aware of, but the aggregate of them does uh, predisposition to ALS and Alzheimer's and Parkinson's and premature senility and chronic traumatic encephalopathy.
1: and, and uh, You know what, Lee? We're going to take a break, but we're going to come back. We're going to have a lightning round with both Lee Steinberg oh, and go, Sugar Ray Leonard. So, you <laughs> it's your life. I'm
2: James Cook, and this is Ray Leonard Jr.
0: James and Ray have more motivation and inspiration for life's challenges still to come with "It's Your Life."
4: Concerned over your income needs in retirement? Left an old 401k at your old employer and considering your options? Goldsmith Financial can help. For nearly 14 years, Joshua Goldsmith has been helping investors towards attaining financial independence. Call Joshua Goldsmith today for a free review. 760-586-5275. That's 760-586-5275. Or visit goldsmithfinancial.net. goldsmithfinancial.net. Joshua Goldsmith is a registered representative with securities and advisory services offered through LPL Financial. A registered investment advisor. Remember FINRA SIPC.
5: Available on Amazon and everywhere books are sold.
0: It's Your Life is back. For more lessons on life, visit CooleyFoundation.org. Now here's your hosts, James Cooley and Ray Leonard Jr.
1: Hello, welcome back to It's Your Life. I'm James Cooley, and this is Ray Leonard
2: Jr. So we'd be remiss if we didn't thank our, our, our special sponsor that that takes care of us, uh, Goldsmith Financial. Uh, we appreciate it. You make it possible for this uh, show to show to come on air, and uh, you know we actually have. Of, uh Joshua uh, on on uh, the line I think right. We now. got him on the line now. So that's that's one of the perks of being, of being a sponsor. You actually get to ask the question.
8: <laughs> Joshua, you here? How you doing, guys? Hello. Hey, how you hey, doing, Sugar Josh? Excellent. Hey, I <laughs> hope, <laughs> hope you enjoying the show. Hey, everybody. Th- thank you for having me. Uh, no, I just I just had a, qu- a question. I just uh, but it's so great to be able to say hello. I, I have a question for Lee, but first, uh, Sugar Ray. Uh, I've I've followed your career as a kid growing up, and I have to say that watching you go toe-to-toe in 1987 with marvelous Marvin Hagler was one of the most inspiring sporting events I've ever seen, and it gave me inspiration in my life to help build a fighting spirit. Uh, you're truly an inspiration to me. And to the world, and I want to thank you. Uh, also, congratulations on your foundation. Uh, you set up back in 2009. Uh, you have children affected with diabetes and your work on Habitat for Humanity. i uh, actually sharing those visions with you. This question is for Lee, Mr. Steinberg. Yes. You, you can hear me all right, guys? Yeah, we can yes, hear you. Yes. Go ahead, go ahead. Go. Okay, awesome. Uh, I recently read a Sports Illustrated article. Uh, that quoted you back in 2016 as saying, and I quote, people think the whole key to representation is persuasion, being able to sell, where really it's always been about listening. It's about creating enough stillness so that you feel comfortable to open up and the layers of the onion are peeled back so we get beyond surface responses. So I can understand your deepest hopes and dreams and your greatest anxieties and fears. And if we can bond with that emotional connection, it's an understanding that can last for a career and for life. It's uh, such a deep statement that spills over and applies to so many different career paths, including mine. Uh, What would you credit as being the catalyst for this statement and experience? It's uh, a basic
6: understanding that if I can put myself in the heart and mind of another human being and see the way they see the world, then you can gracefully navigate your way through personal relationships, you can recruit, you can negotiate, you can problem solve um, by trying to find a deeper understanding of uh, what someone else's goals and priorities are. And um, it just comes through practical experience, And it's really, uh, every one of our worlds is all about relationships, because at the end of the day, everything's about people. And uh, thanks for being a sponsor. This is a great uh, show with a great theme. Um, And James and Ray are to be complimented for spreading insight into the world.
2: Well, well, thank you. We appreciate you. that. We appreciate that. And, uh, so, so Joshua, now we're onto our lightning round where we asked uh, the same question <laughs> for, for both guests and, and, uh, we want a response, you know, <laughs> we, 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 well, we asked you to hold, hold your response to it to about, about a minute a piece so we can get as many as we can in. But the first question is, you know, you both have had you know some of the greatest, two of the greatest comebacks in, in sports history. Um, when you fought Hagler, no one thought you could you could do it, and then leave. When you coming back and building your business back better than ever, no one never ever thought that that would happen. Um, so, I ask both of you, what is the secret to beating the odds and continuously coming back when uh, people say that you can't do it? You want to start, Pops? All right. Yeah, there, there is no
3: secret. I mean, first of all, you have to believe in yourself because if you don't, no one else will. But you, I'm saying, truly believing yourself. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I watched Hagler for years because when I, when I retired many times, um, you know, I, it was a boy in my career, in my legacy, because I didn't get a chance to play him. And I watched him commentary and uh, watching Marvin Hagler do his thing. And it took a while for him to gain respect like he deserved and the money and things like that that he deserved. But Marvin, Marvin Hagler was... He was missing in my life in my legacy and that's why I came back I saw him against John Beach Mugabe and I said I can beat this guy and I called Mike Trash and Mike I can beat I can beat Hagler he said Ray you been drinking <laughs> yeah, a, little bit. <laughs> a little bit but that was a great accomplishment just going the distance just being in the ring with Marvin Hagler was an honor
2: Awesome. Awesome. Lee, Lee, the same question, same question to you.
3: So clearly life will knock you
6: back and you will have reverses no matter how well you plan or how well you live. In my case, I struggled with uh, alcohol. Uh, So the question is, can you be resilient when you get knocked down? Can you get back up? Mm -hmm. And can you do it with optimism and hope and a vision for the future that sees beyond the current wreckage and detritus? Can you have that vision about what it could be? So I'm the guy who walks into a barn filled with... um, Defecation, and
2: uh, <laughs> we, we, we appreciate sure the different
6: analogy. I'm, I'm sure there's a pony in there somewhere. Right? If I just keep rolling the stuff back. I'll find a pony. But so you have to have that optimism and sense of um, that. Just go right on the next page. So let's get going. You know.
1: Wow! Awesome. I got a. Qu- oh yeah! Oh yeah! Uh, I got a question for both of you guys. The same one. What does legacy mean to you? Uh, we're going to start with few, firstly on this one. What does legacy mean to you?
6: Um, legacy means being in the uh, on the face of the earth. And first of all, parenting is our most sacred function. So, did you leave well-balanced, uh, fulfilled kids behind? Uh, and second of all, did I see, did, did I hear the cries for pain and try to help? Mm-hmm. Um, in other words, when I see that motorist on uh, television being killed unnecessarily, did I figure out how to fight that? Did I figure out how to roll back climate change? Was I here and part of the solution and not not just... Letting life go by.
1: To the Ray?
3: Well, legacy to me, especially now in particular, is not just what I've accomplished in the ring. It's what I'm accomplishing outside the ring. Uh, you know, making the world a better place to live and making people uh, don't treat a person because of the color of their skin. It's all about life. It's about love. It's respect, equality.
2: Wow. Excellent. Now, my next question is, what are the core values uh, to being a champion uh, in sports and in business? Because, you know, our audience will ask, OK, you know, maybe, maybe you had uh, super uh, talent or maybe you had these things going for you. Um, but, you know, from everything that I've seen and read and know that I know it takes way more than just talent to, to be great. Um, so what are the core values uh, for you, Pops, first about what it takes to be a champion in, uh, in business and in sports?
3: What it takes to be a champion is not just one thing. It's just not not that simple. Uh, but it's not just being champion, it's staying champ, remaining. Uh, what is required is, is so. It's 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 about believability. It's about willingness. It's about sacrificing. There are so many adjectives I can use to describe what it takes to become a champion a winner. Uh, let's put it this way. There are no shortcuts.
6: Mm.
3: There are no shortcuts.
6: Great.
2: What, what about you?
6: Well, it's, it's self-discipline, the ability to, to postpone current pleasure for future goal. It's um, um, teamwork and a whole bunch of values, all of which will help an athlete be very successful. In other words, no question in my mind Ray would make it because the same skills he used to ascend the boxing world would lead him. But here's the thing. What do you do in a time of crisis? What do you do? Let's take a quarterback. He's thrown a couple of interceptions. The game's getting out of hand. The crowd is booing. Um, it, it looks hopeless. What do you do now? Can you compartmentalize, adopt a quiet mind, tune out the distractions, and elevate your level of uh, performance in critical situations?
2: Well. Wow. Uh, hey audience, you got some high end advice today. Oh, I mean yeah. you got two legends <laughs> on, on here uh, that that have given you you know some real deal and no sugar coating of how, how things are. Um but we always like to make sure that our guests have the opportunity to to tell our audience, you know, anything that they're that they're promoting or they're doing or where they can find out more information. So uh Pops, you wanna tell them about where they can find more information about you and the uh, foundation? foundation? Trigger right now. That- so com. Oh, yeah. And you, Lee?
3: Yeah, com. We
6: mentor the next generation in um, those who want to be agents. We have an online agent academy uh, that's uh, coming up this month, and we also do a sports career conference. So it's to try to teach specific skills to the next generation. So com will take you there and then, Ray and I both tweet, and you know we do all <laughs> 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 the Tweet on LinkedIn, we are all the social
2: media spots. So-
6: I
3: haven't
2: quite gotten around to TikTok. <laughs> <laughs> you know well, what, Ray? Man,
1: I hate when it comes to the end of the show, man, because these two the legends, man, has really opened up a lot of eyes, and and they have let our audience, listening audience, know that it requires work yes. to uh, be of any thing that you do, especially if you want to be great.
2: Exactly. There are no shortcuts in life. And then we're talking about it's your life. Praise yourself in the highs and the lows and accept that roller coaster and enjoy the
1: ride. You got to enjoy the ride. And I want to thank uh, Sugar Ray Leonard and I want to thank Lee Steinberg. I want to thank our, our sponsors, uh, Joshua Goldsmith. And I want to thank our listening audience always keep in mind that we're always out looking for sponsors so we can continue to bring this great
0: message to you it's your life I'm James Cooley and this is Ray Leonard Jr. peace join James and Ray next week at this same time for more It's Your Life where you'll learn how to dream big think big and be big for more about James Cooley and Ray Leonard Jr. how you can support the show or become a guest visit CooleyFoundation.org come back next week Week at this same time for more motivation and inspiration on how you can become equipped today for the challenges of tomorrow.